0: Tell me, who is James Peters?
1: Yeah, so James, so now um, I guess I work as, um, I guess you say sort of transformational coach, mindset coach, all falls into that sort of particular category, um, obviously classified even on the therapy side, uh, work mostly with sort of entrepreneurs, CEOs, solopreneurs, a kind of me main sort of target market. Um, I guess ultimately I wasn't doing anything like this sort of six seven years ago um I probably was even probably further away from this type of work um than ever was um but kind of due to life situations was kind of thrown into some very difficult- circumstances without a a particular tool set um and then going back to that particular time I had no um uh, I had done really no personal development uh, at all. Um, and yeah, I was suddenly thrust into a situation where you kind of go through a loss of a a dad and a son very quickly, then accused of a crime I hadn't done, found myself in the police cell, found myself in a um, in a criminal investigation, um, found myself in the courtroom, all stuff which I had no tool set and no real understanding of. Um, got out obviously the other side of that in sort of 2018. Um and then ultimately built a new life, um, which kind of led me down the path to um, I guess ultimately where I am now, which is kind of you know, helping others through traumatic situations. Uh we wrote a book, kind of had that um launched uh, at the back end of December time, a real sort of self-help guide of what I used in, you know, getting over um, you know, traumatic experiences and um and now, yeah, kind of sort of giving it sort of a bit of a life mission really now to you know help and heal others for um, these sort of more sort of adverse uh, situations which we have in life.
0: Yeah, I was written through a lot of your longer posts on Twitter during the week and it was, like, it was just constantly kind of shocking me how like from like the start of your story, obviously being in a jail and then losing a father and a son, to now helping what what will eventually become pillars and society and CEOs and entrepreneurs. It's like it's quite a roller coaster, and it's quite funny how it kind of it led you to that path. Whenever you look at where you did come from,
1: yeah, exactly. It was not um, like obviously it was it wasn't a path chosen, but I don't think we are. I don't think I think when we're thrown into certain situations in life, it's because the universe is telling us like, hey, this is a different path and then you have to have to put something to, something has to happen to have what is what I ultimately is a paradigm shift. Um because yeah, I wasn't on this path. I was used to be sort of do like exec, executive executive headhunting, um, was a sort of co-business owner. You know, everything was everything really in life was going well, you know, six six figure plus owner, you know, didn't really have any struggles um and generally quite a good upbringing as well so yeah I generally had no what what I classify as quite a comfortable existence um and then suddenly yeah uh, out of left field I suddenly had like three sort of things happen back which is ultimately back to back which is somewhat unusual um but ultimately with that it kind of completely turned uh a world upside down and um and ultimately led me to a um to a you know i guess what is called the journey within you know because obviously i hadn't done that before i hadn't done any personal before self development so it kind of threw me into a path of having to go down this particular route which i sort obviously would have never would have chosen um and um and then obviously once you kind of start that journey it just uh things just start to happen and things uh, and, and and more things start to evolve and and change and um and then kind of obviously led to me you know to, to guess where I am now but I guess outside of some of the other things I've done from a from a, from a I guess from a business perspective um is yeah I mean obviously I've sort of you know, done sort of numerous sort of ultra marathons which I wasn't was, wasn't doing sort of five years ago I was I was generally I was kind of somewhat into fitness and I like doing marathons and, and probably had done about, maybe about three or four marathons at that time but yeah, they threw myself into ultramarathons and threw myself into like Navy SEALs training and um, trekked Kilimanjaro a couple of times, um, um, uh, and, and just like stuff which you know. Morphed. So I kind of suddenly realised that we were leaving so much on the table. Like there was so much more there physically and mentally, where we actually actually put ourselves under certain certain amounts of stress. Um, and that is somewhat the challenge in life is you know we we, we don't choose that so, you know, we sometimes most ultimately we're kind of thrown into these situations
0: yeah i agree i don't think that i don't i, I don't i don't i don't really think that you get the option in most cases to choose i think these things do happen naturally and you have to kind of have the common sense to to go for these things but in Kenny, kind of your you're in quite a niche market of get, of helping CEOs and business owners and entrepreneurs. Would you say that that kind of decision to market yourself in such a way came from, oh, say you mentioned you had a past where you're quite high up the corporate ladder, would you say that living in that lifestyle and seeing those things, did that kind of make your decision to guide CEOs and business owners, people of high stress jobs?
1: It did really, yeah. I think it just it came from that particular path because I think I think we see we see it more, um, especially in you know, especially male as well. Is you know, generally we we were kind of more reticent, you know, to reach out, or from an egoic perspective, we kind of think, oh, I don't need any help. Everything is good with me, Um, and kind of you know don't really want to sort of give that vulnerability away, especially when we're you know our own business owner or, or, or doing well in business. we don't want to show more maybe that vulnerable side from a personal perspective. but we all have those challenges. And I think obviously at the time before everything what happened to me, I was having challenges, but I didn't really realize them I didn't really have that awareness. Like I didn't I didn't really you know obviously it's, it's more common a lot more common but people talk about it a lot more now, but there's stuff like anxiety and depression. I probably was suffering those a little bit anyway, but I just didn't really realise I was um, because there wasn't, I just, I wasn't in tune with my sort of feelings or awareness of that because I hadn't really done any personal development. So um, I just found I was kind of more sitting in sort of silence and just having that kind of, kind of like that attitude of Let's just man up and get on with it. Um, and it was only really when obviously the world, world a world changed that suddenly, you know, I remember, you know, when after that, particularly, you know, I was going through those particular circumstances. Or I just instantly went to those more lower levels of emotions, um, became more reclusive, didn't really speak to people because I didn't really want them to know what was going on. Um, but obviously that kind of drove me down more of a road to, to ultimately you know, wanting to commit suicide. Um, I just didn't want to be here. Like I think when we go through certain situations, you just, I just fell straight into that situation. Like I just didn't want to be here. There was no, I had no tool set. And it was only really when I came to the conclusion that um, I was sort of given, you know, kind of, a, I guess got to the point where I, I really wanted to you know to go ahead and, 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 and finish it, um, but something held me back. Um, and then I reached out for support. And once I actually spoke to someone, um, life changed because once I was put myself in a situation where someone just listened, there was no judgment, there was just, yeah, it, it, it was just allow me to speak. I just, I just, yeah, everything started to change from that moment onwards and then once that, and then I obviously then I sought more counselling and therapy and, and ultimately kind of moved on from there. But, and I, so that's really where I try to offer my support is, I have been there. I have been at obviously that lowest point in time when sometimes maybe you don't feel like you can reach out, or you're, or you haven't reached out before, and you don't, and you haven't got that you no know, side of you where you want to be vulnerable with other people. Um, and so, kind of offer that assistance, really, that you know I'm always here for that for that support because I kind of always wished I had someone like me when I was going through my struggles. Ultimately
0: yeah i understand what you mean to be fair i do think that people nowadays especially young people obviously with the rise of tiktok and youtube they look at ceos and business owners as this massive word that gets thrown around and still there's no meaning of kind of they have so much freedom and there's so much resources and things like that but they don't realize that these people are playing at life at 120 percent more than we are like everything they do is Got a risk in a Scott. Everything they do pretty much is got some kind of weight attached to it that could drop at any moment. I don't think people are understanding that. So, just kind of thinking about the people that you are kind of helping and the people you work with day to day, is, is there characteristics of them that you can see in them that has brought them to the point they're at? Obviously, they've got success in their own right, but that could maybe have. Maybe have harmed their mental health to bring them to you seeking help at the same time? Like, is there anything that you think could cross over that maybe too much of a certain characteristic could negatively impact them?
1: Yeah, I mean, most people I kind of, I guess, who I've worked with. Um, I mean, it's fair. Really, when I first started out, it was generally, I, you know, I generally worked with a lot more women. I think, you know, because just because I think they were, but maybe I wasn't sort of as niche as I or targeted as maybe I was now. Um, but I think they're obviously more open to being a lot more vulnerable and sharing and a lot more, you know, open to talking about their, you know, their 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 their, their, their challenges. Um, I think over recent times and the people I've worked with, I found their majority their of sort of men what I would classify as middle aged, I mean I'm like forty-six now. Um so I went through my challenges at the back end of when I was in my sort of ish thirties. Um and obviously at that time, you know, I hadn't had any real real challenges in life, to be fair. Um and so when they did didn't, when they did come, I obviously had no tool set and obviously then I kind of went through that um, you know, through through that more spiritual journey as it were. And I think that's where some people are, is that they've had success. You know they've they've had you know success from business perspective um, maybe they've you know they've had the money they've had the stay they've had the cars they've had the material items um, but now they're they've, they've had a traumatic event in life now this could be a loss of a person loss of a family member it's you know it's obviously can happen at any point in life probably more happens a little bit more midlife especially with more you know, parents or anything like that um, or loss of a friend or just loss of a close one or loss of a job or loss of a, a you know, I, I don't know, they've had the, the money, but then, or they've had the uh, the business, but then something's happened, it's wiped out. You know, there's completely wiped themselves out and they've had no, they haven't had to deal with a traumatic event um, in their life before. Um, and so those are kind of gendered people. So I'd sort of say, you know, early-ish to mid forties, um you know sort of maybe chase success or what they thought success was from societal perspectives, and then got to the point where they they thought they had everything the six figures, the cars, the house, the wife, the kids, and stuff and actually as deeply unhappy um and and actually then they suddenly realized that that's that actually is a different journey to take instead of looking on the in the outer outer world for. for for what we think is um, success, um, realising that actually the journey starts when we go a little bit more inward. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of, you know, kind of really the majority of the the kind of, I guess, where most of the work I do with people is. um, That's kind of usually their sort of, you know, their sort of background, uh, I guess, in in a lot of ways. Um, It's like putting up, putting the ladder up against the wrong wall. They've chased success, thinking it was going to bring happiness, but realized all along that actually they'd been uh, they'd been climbing the wrong ladder.
0: Yeah, one of the first questions that came to my mind whenever you accept to do this was, it was a question I think, I don't think I don't have it anymore because through obviously being on social media and stuff, I've met a lot of business owners and CEOs, but whenever I was like a kid in school, I always thought, that, this was the only way to true happiness, but it's probably the best. You're probably the best person to ask it now. Is does money and success solve all your problems?
1: No, it isn't, and I think Sartre does does naturally pushes you that way you know this way we've been brought up you know obviously you know that's kind of it's where we are sort of defined a little bit you know maybe the car we drive the house we have the the family we have the business we have it's all kind of labels to sort of how we define ourselves but it's really defined through society um obviously we we have a lot of more we live in the information age now and obviously places like this and x and, and obviously other platforms x in particular i think you know there's there's a lot of great information. People share a lot of fantastic stuff, you know, where we can kind of move away a little bit maybe from, you know, platforms like Instagram, for example, where it is more, you know, everyone kind of is posting what is, looks like. They're having a phenomenal life and they're traveling the world and they're doing all this, but actually they don't, you know, it doesn't really portray sometimes the real inner feelings of that particular person, but you do generally, you know, you find that and I think it does come to a certain point in life um, when when you look, you know, a little bit differently. Um, and I do think naturally it is, it is somewhere sometimes, you know, when we start to get into sort of latter 30s into in, into 40s when suddenly realise actually there's a different life to live. Um, I think that's um, that I think that's kind of somewhat the evolution of life is when we when we start here. You know, we're, we're, we're somewhat free. We're programless to a certain extent. But through our upbringing, um, through our sort of informative years, through our peers, through schooling, through, you know, our teens, through to our early 20s, 20s, all that sort of stuff, we're picking up more and more programmers, getting more and more, um, more, more, and more bogged down um, until it gets to a certain point where that breaks, and that's usually a traumatic event. Like the hero's journey, to a certain extent, uh, we get to a certain point where we realise actually um, that 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 actually the, you know, the journey is you know is finding a mentor, is finding a coach, is finding someone to work with, going through those troublesome times, and then we have a complete evolution and change of paradigm. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of obviously where the hero's journey comes in. So I think it's just it's about understanding that journey really. Um, um, because we're all going to face it at some point um, because um, it's just the nature of the way the way, we're, the, the way we're set up. So, but I think, yeah, I think through, getting back, yeah, through societal the type of expectations and sometimes what we see from other people is that we think, you know, the material material world will give us what we want um, where actually, um, you know, that's not going to bring happiness within. So I think, yeah, I always believe that if you're, relying on something outside of yourself to help you or feel make you feel better or make you feel good about yourself whatever anything like that then you're going to be always at a disadvantage
0: yeah i do think it is stereotypes like that i know obviously with this new movement of social media with the whole i would call it hustle culture i don't know what Anyone else would call it kind of forcing down. You have to be working hard, twenty five eight a day, uh, all day and stuff. But I think that it is derived from that question of does it solve all your problems? And I don't think people realize that that there is more to life and to solving problems than just money and success. You can't buy away your problems. And a lot of people, obviously now with like with these new movements that I'm speaking of, like it's kind of forced down your throat that you have to be working hard all the time, but then they don't realize that if you do that consistently, yes, you might get, you might be in a better position financially or environmentally, but when, once you have a situation where you have to turn that off or you have to go back to being a normal human, it, you you pr- you've pretty much programmed yourself to be a robot and not a normal human. So being in school going around normal interactions and normal situations now become, terrifying i know that obviously i've listened to a lot of podcasts in my time of of ceos and big business owners talking about how once they've left their box i.e their office they've you now experienced like crippling crippling anxiety to the point where they've had to run back into the office and lock themselves in the building things like that i do i think that obviously now it's a lot it's a lot more popular now to glamorize the the cars and the hard work and the late nights and things like that but with doing that you're kind of casting a massive shadow over what's on the other side of that like what what i understand that those things might look good for a picture or a video but what are you going to do when the camera turns off type of situation and i know obviously you're going to experience that in your own job now working with these ceos so would you say that these new movements of social media maybe they're maybe forcing people who are entrepreneurs or CEOs to adapt to I need to show off a fancy lifestyle or people are going to think that I'm I'm sinking and not woman
1: yeah and it's, a, and it's a it's a real balance because I think it's being able to understand you know yourself or where you are I think I think when we go look at it you know obviously being with people at, you know, kind of, you know, end of life or, you know, speaking to people who are, um, you know, on this business journey and, um, and obviously burnt out, stressed, anxious. Um, You know, I always say to them, you know, at the end of your life, on your deathbed, you're never going to say to yourself, I wish I spent more time in the office or or, or, uh, I'll just go and bring you my bank statement or bring me my keys to my Ferrari or bring me my you know um, plaque on the wall to show that I was a best-selling author or something like this whatever it is you're not going to ask for that are you? you you know what you're going to want the people around you who love you and that's kind of a really powerful profound shift to have because a lot of the time you're chasing or you're in that environment wanting you know Obviously, the car, the house, all those status type symbols, but realistically, at the end of the um, you know the, your life, all those things aren't going to matter. So it's being able to have you know really what's important. What is important is you know um, I always you know is you know, is your if you know friends, family, you know personal relationships. These are really you know really really important. Um, because yes, I, you know, I've seen it before with people who've you know, chased success and had the money and um, had the status, everything's all well, but w- w- what they have now, well, they've, they've kind of let go of their marriage. So now they've got the money to pay for a divorce. Um, they've neglected their children. So now they have to buy them things to reaffirm their, you know, their, their sort of children's love for them. They didn't spend enough time with them when they were younger. Um, their health's out the window, so now they have to invest that money into a personal training to get fit again. So it's just like, well, and realised then kind of what was all that journey about? You know, it was you know because now it's just now, go, now, 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 now I say I've got a failed marriage, I've got my kids who hate me, and I've got um, I've got uh, you know uh, I'm, I'm kind of mass, massively unhealthy because I've neglected it. So you know it's about really understanding that, you know, that journey. And sometimes it, you know, it, that's really where, when there's this, the shift happens when usually something abnormal happens in the outer world, which then affects yourself to think, Oh, which completely has a shake up of your paradigm to think, actually, there's a different, there's a, I need to live a different life. And that's usually when you maybe start more that inward journey. Um, so it's it's being able to it's being able to only understand that really um and sometimes it's difficult to get there because you know sometimes we have we can have an intellectual understanding of things um you know like someone can listen to this and have an intellect understand it, or all that makes sense or intellectual understanding because you know they've taken a course, read a book or you know or you know listened to podcasts or anything like that intellectual understanding. But we kind of know internet to understand doesn't really mean a lot it's kind of when it hits emotionally and a, a little bit more that things start to change and then it thought, and then we, we end up having to shift our identity um you know and so it just becomes who you are and what you do so um but yeah it's it's kind of i think always that that journey really of uh of understanding that sometimes it's not what we want to be chasing in the outer world and it realise that it's more the inward journey which is the more
0: the more the more path to take. Yeah you mentioned something there that uh, sparked a memory I had from during the week you mentioned that uh, there could be like you no know, some business owners who they look back on their life and they see failed marriages and kids who hate them. There was a club recently that I saw that someone was he was giving an interview to uh, someone on a, I think it might have been on a podcast or a live stream, and he said that the the only threat to a business owner yeah. is divorce, and I kind of did get me thinking that. More recently, anyway, it's starting to become more apparent that there's a higher chance of divorce for these business owners. Obviously, everyone has their own beliefs and reasons to why this could be, but. Would well, in my in my opinion anyway, I do think it is that not being able to switch off work mode. And I just wanted to ask if, in your experiences, have you found that that is the case, or is there another reason why some, like a majority of business owners, they do feel in relationships and friendships and things like that?
1: Yeah, naturally, I think it's a, it's a it's a good question because I think um, it's what we you know when we do live. You know especially on you know when we are you know entrepreneurs or business owners and we you know, there is that comes with a lot of pressure a lot of you know a lot of stress and so we it kind of becomes our life really um and so we are well, with that it can then if we haven't got the awareness or the realization it can impact you know relationships be it, you, know, um, uh, you know with uh, with a wife or partner girlfriend um And obviously with kids as well, because sometimes you're just not you're not present enough, you know, in those certain situations because you always, you know, basically always on the phone or you're always checking emails or you're always on you know having conference calls or anything like that. So I always one of the most powerful things I sort of say to to people who I work with is talk around segments. And so, and we all have you know particular segments in our day, for example, so there might be a segment where, okay, when you, um, you know, you're on a phone call and then you come off the phone call and then whatever's happened on that particular call, if it's gone well or bad, then needs to then pause before going into the next segment, which the next segment then could be an email or catching up on certain things. And then the next segment, is then moving on to saying um you know driving home before we get in the car and then that's another segment and then a segment at the end of the car you know you're about to sort of get back into the you know, you know go into the into your house into into your family home that's another segment so it's not to carry what's happened in the previous segment into the next segment it's always having that pause at the end so if you get up a call and it doesn't go well before dumping in jumping into emails have a pause think and then say, right, now I'm going to do emails. So you're not letting something which happened on that call go into the email side. And again, obviously in the car, if you had a call, if you had a call in the car which didn't go well, before going into your house, before meeting your, you know, your family, your wife and everything for dinner, is having a pause in the car and then saying, okay, take a breath, think, and then you're not carrying what's just happened on that phone call in the car into your family home. So you're splitting everything up into segments. Um and that can have a really profound shift because sometimes that's what happens if you if something derails you in your day for on a phone call, sometimes that can then just completely you know go through the whole day. And you suddenly have poor relationships, you're lashing out on people, you'd have you know, which can cause issues, you may have a difficulty at work, which you brought into home, and then they have difficulties at home. So just always say to people, be aware just segment each time, um, which can be uh, can have a powerful shift.
0: yeah i agree i think that actually a decent way to plan it out and you're kind of not neglecting anything then and as a whole then I always
1: present you just but, always you know can you have that pause so always what i drill into people who i speak to is PBTA: pause breathe think act so any situation it's like okay let me pause here let me have some breaths and you know i'll talk about six second breathing six second breathing, which really is powerful it can kind of really lower your cortisol and really kind of reduce your you know get yourself into a more relaxed state um obviously i've been big into box breathing so that's another thing uh but then yeah pause breathe think and then just have a think okay right breath let me just quickly think what i'm going to do okay yeah and then and then make that action okay right we're going to move on it just gives you that time to not let Something which has happened, maybe as sort of in the previous segment, go into the next segment, and so you're just always showing up as your present and ultimately your your best self, you know, your most or you know your highest self to a certain extent, um, and not coming in with this, um, you know, kind of leading with maybe more your uh, ego self. So it's um, it's a really it, it's difficult to sometimes do and implement especially at the beginning but if you can really segment that time it makes it you can have a really powerful shift.
0: So we'll go back to something you did mention about how some of the CEOs want us to realize that they've kind of neglected their health and things like that and from reading through your page and seeing this morning you're quite you're still very active and you still are putting quite an emphasis on fitness as part of your lifestyle. And I wanted to ask you this because I think I noticed something on your page. Am I right in saying that you went through Hell Week?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did a neighbor SEALs Hell Week uh, back in, in uh, September 2022. Um, so yeah, I think one of when I was on my journey, um, I came across, uh, this is probably back in 2019, um, I was on this real personal development sort of journey at that point it was having a real thirst for knowledge and real thirst for learning. So I was consuming lots of stuff on YouTube. I was massive into people like you know, Les Brown and really like the motivational speakers and um, really got into people like um, Esther and Jerry Hicks or Abraham Hicks. Um so real and then Joe Dispenza and Bob Proctor and so really got into a real diverse selection of different people from different backgrounds. Um reading books. So I was, got really into reading like Ant Middleton's books, from SES Who Dares Wins. And we really was just like uh, what else did I get into? Um got into books I'm running, just like this just, just was really just had this as a real first noise, but only one book I picked up was was David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. And I read that. And I was in Bali and I was just having this kind of spiritual retreat and just chilling out. And I was just, and I was just like blown away by how powerful this book was. And I just, I was like, who, I was like, who is this guy? And I was listening to him on podcast and obviously he speaks the way he speaks is so, um, um, you know, so sort of disciplined discipline there um, and so, 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 so motivating multiple. as well. It's just like really hard and hitting and it really hits you hard. And I was, and I just was like, wow, this is incredible. So I was in Bali, and I quickly went on went online, ordered a weighted vest. Uh, so it arrived when I got back, um, and I just started running. I just started getting in a weighted vest, and I just started running. Um, and um, and it really and then 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 obviously ultra. I started doing ultra marathons. but then it led me to think. Oh, I, don't know. I was once I kind of. Started learning about the northern navy seals and obviously followed him and i followed sort of like mark divine um and there's um there's naturally there's quite a few others um and then i thought and then i realized i found mark divine a place called seal fit it's in san diego and basically he was a well, he's an ex-seal but he used to also um help this the seals put through a, it's a hell week plan because what they were finding is that people would just naturally the high, there was such a high percentage of people who, who were just quitting, and a lot of it was because they were they were physically fit, they're physically real physical specimens, but mentally they just they weren't there. They didn't really have the you know the the, um, the, the will to uh, to complete it. So he put helped them put a plan together, but also but ultimately he runs a civilian Hell Week called uh, Seal Fit Kokoro um, in San Diego, and it's um, it's a fifty hour Hell Week. So I think the actual Hell Week is one hundred and twenty he wants a fifty hour one. And it's um so I signed up for it and yeah, did it in September. And it's yeah, it's 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 just a real it's just a real experience. It's just yeah, it's just um you know, you just go through the full way because it's it's intense. It's like a yin and a yang type thing. Like when it's on, it's on. And then you have obviously downtime as well. But you know, there's no real rest. You don't sleep or anything like that. Um you're in a lot of they put you into a lot of ice baths uh, on a regular basis. Uh, but yeah, when it's on, it's on, it's it's intense. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you go through a you know, you go murph challenges, you work, you're rucking, you're running, your pull-ups, your um press-ups, squats. I mean, it's just, it's what you see really, um, you know, surf torture. Um, but yeah, it was, but yeah, it's, that, I probably had some real breakthroughs on there. know, real real breakthroughs because um i was probably always searching for something and i'd never found it um and obviously you can sit and you can consume books and you can take courses and you can do all these different things um that's why i started running and doing ultra marathons because i was always looking for something more i was always looking for that next next evolution to a certain extent of the mind you know breaking through some mental barriers and um you're not gonna find that in a you know in a yoga studio right? for example, right? You know, you're gonna have to put yourself in sit certain situations to see how you react. Um, and I have not never really found it with ultramarathons. like I got close but never really found it. Um, but I did find it in um, in um, on that seal fit Kukoro, 50 hours because yeah, I mean, once you kind of get over 30 hours in and over or at least over 24 hours, and you start hallucinating because it's just you know, You don't really know what's going on because you're just so you're just so tired, and you start seeing things, and you, you know it's just it's just, it's such a weird you go into a weird headspace, but then you're on autopilot, so you just you just you just keep going. Um, so yeah, so I've done so I did all the stuff like that, but I did like lots of different things. Uh, what else? I've got, I was like back end of last year, I put myself in a boxing ring, did a boxing match because I wanted to see what I was like in that situation, different uh, when someone's like basically kind of punch your head off um uh to stand up comedy for a while uh to see what that's like you know how difficult that is um, again i was always um had a real uh, thirst for um putting myself in difficult situations to see how you would react um, but that was all really came from after reading that book to be honest
0: Yeah, I I want that was the main thing I wanted to see. I wanted to ask you about how it was this the discomfort and things like that because and you mentioned it there towards the end about trying new things. I listened to the Modern Wisdom podcast and um, the host, Chris Williamson, mentions how he tries to practice doing stand up comedy and I remember watching one of his videos and he was talking about it and people were commenting like asking why he was doing it and things like that. So in the next episode, he addressed that it it's a situation where he knows he's not funny, but simply by being up there and trying to be funny and doing it without any reservations or anything, it's, it's given him so much life knowledge because he has to learn how to control his breathing for the nerves. He has to learn how to control what he's thinking because he obviously knows that he's not going to get... The laughs that a top 10 comedian would get but it is it, 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 it was one of those things to put him into a situation where he does now seek those discomforts very regularly just to it's almost just to build up his his mental stamina more than anything so he can he can go through more difficult parts of his life than without breaking effectively but Yeah, through that, I've all seen those hell weeks on YouTube and on TV and the intensity is, it is crazy. So would you say that like, through that hell week, you kind of understood that you kind of learned how to deal with difficulties? better and more efficiently by building that mental toughness over time
1: yeah i think so i mean i do i do believe that i think you know i think everything goes hand in hand you no know, physical fitness mental fitness i mean they the kind of the kind of yeah they kind of walk down the same path holding hands really and i think you can't really do one without the other and i think you do it helps you build mental resiliency, which helps you sharpen differently in life. And you have techniques, I mean, obviously breath breathing techniques they kind of go through. I mean, obviously, again, probably one of the worst things about Hell Week is that people, you know, naturally get ahead of themselves. So they suddenly, so they have the first hour and they just and, and think, I've got another forty-nine hours of this, or for actual hell week. It's another one hundred and nineteen hours, and people just once, and they just then they just quit because they just they, they see they could they just see that they've got so long to go, or, and I think it's just being able to always decop the, de- oh, was going to say. Now decompartmentalize I think that's what I was trying to say but it's like they always talk about one evolution just focus on the next evolution just focus on this evolution and the next you know it's just it's literally just focusing in the moment so it's like setting yourself a little micro goals to say okay right I'm in it and then and then you can't you just focus on that because if you, if you naturally if you start looking too far ahead you just you, you know your mind just spazzes out so, and it's, again, with ultramarathons, you know, when you, if you start running and you've only done a couple of miles and you still know you've got 200 odd, odd to go, it's like, you know, you instantly just freak out. Um And at that moment, it's just about focusing on one step at a time, one mile at a time, one, you know, all that type of stuff. So, and once you can really get into that and have a, and obviously link that with breath work as well, and, be, you know, you just, it just makes it, it just, you know, it sets you up in different, different situations, you know, for life because, you know, life is challenging, you know that it's just the way it is. But like we don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, we no, know, well, no one's got no idea. And I think when I went through my challenges, um, I, could, I obviously had no tool set for that, um, and I crumbled. Um, and so it's always been no, always knowing that with life, I'm you know I'm going to have more challenges. It's just the nature of the it's just the nature of it's, it's going to be. But this time, I'm I'm going to have a tool set. I'm gonna make sure that I've got a tool set to help with this. And that's sometimes where the, where I do encounter, you know, certain people is the fact that we're all gonna have life, we're all gonna have those particular challenges. So why not test yourself now? Because the challenges are always gonna come. Whereas naturally, I think as humans, what we do is we don't really do it, and then we get to the where life gives us this massive what we call what you know could call a graduation event. Uh, go through a difficult and then we then try to to help ourselves when I mean, it's kind of like why don't you do it now so always some sort of big advocate of people of you know um, of being able to maybe you know if if they are in a good comfortable quite gorgeous situation then test yourself you know put yourself out there test yourself Put you know, whatever that may be for you and obviously you don't have to follow my path or anyone else's follow what's, follow what's right for you that might be a 10k or it might be a you know, might be able, to, you know, half mouth them, for example, or whatever. Um, and because it's going to build that mental resiliency at some point, because you're going to need it. You know, you're going to need it. And I also think, you know, if you do have, you know, one thing which I learned as well, um, and that's only having the beauty of looking back, is um, obviously I don't have a son now, but obviously um, I would, you know, if if I if 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 I did, then I would have a. Tw- a a tool set um which would obviously help him or he would see me doing something and or, or and then kind of think you know and kind of understand that you know that you know, certain things which, which are needed because um, i think you can only you know i always believe in generational changes if you can change yourself as a person that's only going to impact you know the generations in your family going forward um, because again, you see it so often you know generational habits you know if someone's uh that 's an alcoholic then sometimes they're an alcoholic and they just run these massive generational patterns where you someone needs to change that someone needs to take a hold of that and stop it why not why not why not it be you um and so, yeah, that's one of the thing which I kind of learned because obviously I didn't, I didn't have the tool set so when I had sort of my son. So I wasn't, never, I wasn't probably that present. I was always working, I was always doing stuff. And now I look back and think, you know, if I was given the opportunity so you know, to be in a situation where I was a dad again, I'd be, I'd, do it so, I'd just do it so much more differently. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's being able to have, um, you know, just to understand that a little bit more, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah, I do I do understand what you mean. Um I I like that point about generational changes, to be fair, that's something I do think about quite often. And I guess you could say from looking at your story that you've definitely implemented that with the route that you've obviously gone down. And I don't it's probably not as publicly glamorised the role of helping entrepreneurs and CEOs and people of quite a high status in their and their mental health and their life in general. So something that I definitely did want to ask you was, I would imagine that a lot of people that would listen to podcasts like this will be, it's in that kind of weird zone of your life where you know that you know what you don't want to do with your life, but you're not quite sure of what you want to do anymore. You haven't quite found what that burning desire is in life that you want to achieve. So how did you know this is what you wanted to do and how did you kind of create the role that didn't really exist that much in the outside world?
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. And it's, and it's a you know it's an interesting question because I do it's a, it wasn't if this isn't a path which I've naturally chosen. It wasn't like, oh, I want to be a coach and help people. It not it just wasn't there like five, you know, be kind of uh, inauthentic to say it was. It wasn't. Um, you know, I was um, I was probably, yeah, I mean, I was like anyone, I was um while well, you talk about myself, but i was probably quite um what am i gonna say self-absorbed you know to a certain extent um i wasn't probably less i was probably less compassionate and empathetic to others i was just kind of I wasn't you know i just i just hadn't you know i hadn't really evolved emotionally really and i think that's the thing i think we all biologically we're growing up you know year on year um but emotionally and spiritually that's kind of on us really and if we don't obviously evolve down that path we don't read certain books we don't you know we, we don't take certain courses we're not interpersonal development then actually emotionally we can still be a teenager and i probably was at that point you know right? you know even though i was sort of late 30s i was probably emotionally still quite a teenager i was probably called, still wrapped up in my own um in my own little world um and worrying about me as a person um so so I was thrown into this particular path and obviously I had to learn and, 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 and swim, uh, you know, quickly. Um, and, and so I'm kind of, what I believe is just being able to offer someone like a roadmap to a certain extent, because I think in general, there's still, there's a lot of people out there who are probably in a very similar, you know, in a very sort of similar situation. Um, and I wasn't ready for what happened to me. And, and it's just obviously helping people who, um, you know, who on that path out of maybe some of those difficult situations. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, again, you know, naturally, after I had went through stuff like you know, counselling and you know, therapy, and then I had a, my first life coach probably like 2019 and stuff like that. And obviously, I was telling him a little about my story. I didn't, I didn't really know at this point what I was doing. I was doing a little bit of affiliate marketing. I was still doing some headhunting, executive headhunting work, which I was kind of, uh, which had been my career pretty much for 20 years, whatever. Um, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And he was he was my story, and he was just like, "No, you've got a really powerful story. You know, this is." this is there's a there's a reason why you went through this. If you tap into that higher reason, then you know you've got a gift there. And I took it away and I started working on myself and then just realized that um maybe that, that maybe that's it. You know, maybe that's the way, you know, I was given this this opportunity, these gifts to be able to then help other people through their healing journey. Um and then it's just it's kind of just evolved from there really. You know, it's kind of it hasn't been you know a set plan or anything like that I will I mean I've always you know le- always working on myself you know and that never stops I'm always consuming stuff and following people and having mentors and coaches myself um, and um and it's just being able to continue to learn and evolve um, and hopefully you know that experience um and that content I put out or anything like you know kind of helps other people on that on that journey, because so I think there's a lot of people out there who do suffer, but suffer in silence. I think it's kind of a big thing to you know not not to be able to, you know, to you know, don't want to show vulnerability or don't want to show that they're you know they're maybe struggling a little bit or maybe think that you know life's not going you know according to plan. And but you know if they can, I I try to help. You know, if someone sees my content and maybe sees my story or sees you know, sort of vulnerability or anything like that, it just help It just triggers them to think actually, so. You know, it's okay to reach out and it's, it's all about, you know, if that changes one person, it's all when one person looks, you know, uh, you know sees, the, sees my content or picks up my book and, and they turn around and say, well, that, you know, that, that shifted my mindset. Then that's, that's, um, that's what I'm looking for. Really. That's a win. Uh,
0: and you know, that's, that's kind of all I focus on really. Yeah. you
1: obviously,
0: a tremendous job in your film now because you've been interviewed by the likes of Forbes and LA Weekly. Can you kind of explain maybe what that process and like, and what what is like, and what kind of feeling does it leave you with whenever you walk away from thinking to yourself like I've just spoke to Forbes, one of the most respected organisations in the world.
1: Yeah, it's just gratitude. You know, just gratitude really and just being thankful that um that you know someone is you know taking interest and in, you know and obviously if it helps um, you know anyone else out there then that's it really. That's all it's really all I really look to do. I think you know I don't sometimes you you know you naturally can get quite egoic about it and, and but then but then always just have a little sit in silence to myself and just be grateful for where for where I am and what I've you know and, and, and that someone's interested because um I think yeah, I think I think there is a kind of a you know, I guess the stories. I think I think I think people just un, find the story very unusual. You know, it is, and I guess it's just unique to a certain. I mean, obviously, people do naturally you know lose family members and and that. And that but I guess for three things to happen within six months it's quite unusual, um, and I think that's why you know people help. And, and I think it's just because you can crumble after that and i know that because you know it's it's, a, it's 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 a natural thing to do is to be able to you know those sometimes those situations can have a real profound effect on someone um, and can drive you you know down the down down the wrong path and i'm not saying you know i did go down that path i didn't want to be i want to be somebody to take you know be to you know suicide and i was talking you know, i was on painkillers and and sleeping pills and all these types of stuff, i kind of, you know, I kind of took or started that path. Um, um, and something and I, I just shifted the other way. Um, but I think it's just I think I th- it's just always just great and they grateful that people are interested, really. Um, and if you can help someone, as I say, you know, if someone really, really, you know, listens and um, and, and consumes any content or sees any interviews I've done, and just thinks, and "Wow, you know, there is an opportunity." I just say, you know, "Wow, an opp- there, is, there is an opportunity there. You know, to, you know, you can." I always say to people that a new future is always available. It's just a choice, and what and what's right and what's wrong is always available. Yeah, you know, to people. Um, you know, one of the one, one powerful exercises I use with uh, with people is is to say, well, I'll give you $10,000, for example, and you list me 10 things why your life sucks. And obviously people can probably give me that in less than two minutes. And I say, "Right, well, I will give you $10,000, but this time you have to tell me 10 reasons why your life is awesome. Now that's more difficult. However, if for ten thousand dollars, you're gonna make. Sh- you know, you're gonna get. You're gonna find those ten reasons. So now you have it in, in on paper in blue, blue or black pen, whatever. And then, it's, and then it's just like, well, where do you focus? Both options. Both options yeah. are available to you. Just where you focus, and and I think obviously that that can be the challenge because obviously food you know, we have to always, you know, what I understand is, you know, we have a 2 million old brain. It's wired for fear. It's wired for survival. It's wired for, you know, you know, um, not getting eaten by a cyber tooth tiger. It's still there. We still have that brain. We just don't live in that environment anymore. But what is it? What's well, bank balance or it's this or it's fear of being good enough or criticism or all this type of stuff. And, um, so we are wired that way, but there's always a choice to be able to, you know to, to to shift your consciousness or shift your awareness um and so um so yeah i bet obviously just got kind of a bit of a divert there from the original question but yeah i think when i when i do speak to these magazines or speak to people and, and obviously I have some publication it's just been grateful really that someone's interested you know um, and to say if it does if someone if someone listens and um and takes it and has, has a takeaway or has the shift, or they come back to Jay and Jay and say, Jay said, Jay said, that nugget of gold was, you know, helped me, you know, transform or anything. Then that's
0: what you're really looking for. Yeah, it is quite amazing whenever you put it like that, to be fair. And I can imagine the feeling of it is it's kind of it's that kind of pat on the back for a well done and what you've done and stuff. And in those interviews, obviously, whenever you're speaking of, yourself and even interviews like now do you kind of have those moments where just kind of sit and think like how much how far you've actually came and how much you've actually achieved and and some would say like quite a short space of time
1: yeah yeah i mean i think I always, always, I always try to obviously have time for myself and reflect uh, as well because I think it's important to do that. Um, and sometimes I do go back, you know, sometimes when you do, have, like we're human, you know, we have all, we, you know, we're supposed to feel all the different arrays of emotions because so awesome. even though I have the tool sets now, it doesn't mean I'm not going to feel you know, difficult or, you know, have those more disempowering emotions. But it's just being able to reflect and just understand where I came from um or where i was a certain period of time ago because you always be you know you always you know you know grateful for where you are now um and it's just being able to um yeah just recognize that i think um I, I, and just like yeah just always be you know um think you know things could have been so different you know um you know i could have chosen a different route you know i could have it could you know, i could have you know things could could have gone wrong um especially in a court court scenario i mean that you know things can go wrong there um um and and just being you know grateful that you know the decision we got to was the right decision and i can kind of move on a little bit and um but never forget it to a certain extent because it's you know that was um because sometimes when you can get caught up in the in certain things in life um it's easy to sometimes forget about that but sometimes i always go back to that moment and think "Oh no, you know this is you know this is the right path this is where i know i need to go um and as i say it's just really being able to share that sort of journey with others uh because um you know it, it, in in because you can always i'm sure um I think what I learned one day, what was it now? It's like your your story is someone else's, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of going to butcher it now. Um, I think it's, uh, something like that. It's basically based on about you know, the challenges you face can be someone else's sort of. You know, empowering journey sort of thing. Um, so it's just being able to understand that that you know, you never like you say you never know who who who's watching or who's listening or anything like that. Um, and uh, and if something you know I share inspires someone else then um, and has them a shift, um, then that's really powerful.
0: Yeah, that's definitely been incredible, and hearing your story and stuff now has been. It's amazing. I think that as the weeks go on and I kind of establish myself more in the podcast space, I definitely will bring you back on and kind of go into more of how you became this person. Cause it's quite clear. There's a lot to unpack, but yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I think that people listen to will an insane amount of free knowledge that are being given, but just listening to you talk about how you, you help these people in, quite high positions in life and have obviously gone through quite a lot of setbacks and struggles in a business standpoint, but probably helping in their own personal life. And it's something that a lot of people could probably take on board in their own life as well. So just kind of as a final note and as a leading point, if you could say one thing to somebody who's in the position that you were once in before you obviously went on this path to where you are now, what would it be?
1: I think the biggest thing I learned I know, and this is someone who, um, you know, wasn't that open to sharing or being vulnerable. Stiff upper lip, you know, very sort of, you know, not sharing anything with anyone um, is is to speak ultimately. I think when I were able to reach out to someone um, and have a conversation, it really shifted everything uh, for me personally, um, beyond however, however I, I could imagine so when if you, you know if you are struggling you know sitting in silence or just struggling in life and you can't you know you can't open up to someone and you, and, and you can't open to a partner or, or friend or anything like which and it's sometimes difficult to do I think you know I had family around me um, but it wasn't that they didn't understand because they did but they didn't have really obviously the tool set, but also, we, are, we obviously was just a difficult time at all for, for everyone who was close to me. Um, so, actually, I think always finding someone who is completely neutral you know, someone who you don't actually know, um, has no personal um, uh, sort of emotions involved in the situation, for example, um, is actually probably one of the most powerful things. You know you can you, you can do is actually go go speak someone who's just completely neutral and has no there's no affinity to you or but you're, knows your knows anything about you or your background i think that can have a really powerful impact I know it didn't personally you on know, myself when i did that so um so that's really what i i, I really sort of you know mentioned to anyone is just if you're in that situation it's just it's just having you know having a conversation with anyone because that can have a real profound shift
0: Yeah, I think that's as perfect of a parting comment as we're going to get. Uh, thanks for coming on. Obviously, the first episode, it's a massive, massive help to get a guest like yourself, someone who's got a story like yours. The first episode kind of sets pace for everyone else. You know? I don't th- I don't know if Kai Kai's not in here at the moment, but he's got big like, shoes to fill next week whenever he comes on. So, yeah, thank you very much, James. Anyway, I will... This will be uploaded on Spotify, so anyone who doesn't quite get to listen to the lesson that I live recording will get to when it's uploaded. It'll be on my page, obviously, and yeah, I I think that that's as good as we're going to get today, and I think that there's some serious knowledge in there that even I'm going to have to go back on and make notes for as well.
1: Amazing. Well, no, thank you for inviting me. Thanks for having me, and yeah, hopefully there is you know some nuggets of gold in that, and. Um... And yeah, any questions? Always, um, yeah, always just reach out.
0: Yeah, no problem at all. You. Thank, Thank you very you. much.
1: Bye. Bye.